0: Welcome to Current Situation. I'm your host, Joshua Gale, alongside South Carolina State House Representative Jordan Pace. Every week, our goal is to help you cut through the clutter of politics through a biblically conservative lens. Jordan, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you, Josh? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Before we jump in, we want to have a word from our sponsor. And this week, that is
1: the Kingdom to the Capitol Tour. <laughs> What started with a remnant, small Gideon's army on the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco in July of 2020 has now gone viral across America. We have taken lettuce worship to over 100 70 cities across the nation gathered hundreds of thousands, seen tens of thousands saved, healed, delivered, set free, and the heart of the nation awakened again. This is the season to dream even bigger with God as we take the momentum of what he's done the last two years and we bring lettuce worship to every single state capital across America. As I'm standing here in the U.S. Capitol, I am declaring today the breakthrough that we've seen here over three years of gathering for Let Us Worship, we are now going to bring to all 50 states. Beginning in 2023 and 2024, I am so proud to announce that Let Us Worship will be going to every single state capital across America just like we see Jesus tell the disciples to pray that thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We believe this is the season to bring the kingdom to the capitals across America. Join with us over the next two years as we journey to see the fires of revival burn in every single U.S. capital. This is a monumental and ambitious dream that God has given us and we cannot do it without you. Now is the time, let us worship. You
0: know, Jordan, I'm really excited about that. You know, one of the goals of this podcast is to unite the church here in South Carolina and here around the nation um, and to keep the main thing, the main thing, and, and to bring the bride together. Um, and I love what Sean Foyt is doing with the Kingdom to the Capital Tour. If anybody has a barometer of what's going on spiritually around the nation, it's Sean Foyt. If anybody is a warrior, um, that he's a, he's a he's a lover. He's a songwriter. He's he's poetic, but he's also a warrior, and he's not afraid of pushback. And he really wants to and desires to honor God and bring the church together. And um, I'm excited. Sean is coming April sixth uh, to the State House here in South Carolina at three p.m. And we'll put those details on our website and in the show notes. Um, but I'm really excited about that, and I know you are as well. Awesome. So tonight uh, we're going to get in on this episode to discuss uh, Romans chapter 13 and some misconceptions around that. Jordan, you're going to help us walk through that. Um, and then we're also going to talk about uh, committee meetings and how Jordan conducts himself in those committee meetings. Where Jordan says these are this is the place where the sausage is made. A lot okay. of the decisions are going on uh, before things hit to the house floor. Um, and Jordan is going to show us about some of that, um, just how to show others his perspective and, and have persuasive conversation around, uh, his point of view. Um, so we're going to go ahead and jump in now with Romans chapter 13. I've got my big old ESV study Bible here. I'm just going to go ahead and read word for word, um, here in Romans 13. It says, let every person be subject to governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is an authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval." attending to this very thing. Pay all to what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, and honor to whom honor is owed. All right, Jordan, there are some misconceptions around that. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and throw out the wrench and say, okay, you know, there's a couple things that come to mind Nazi Germany, North Korea, Taliban, uh, you know, things like that and then um, you know, laziness, taking things out of context, not understanding the entire gospel, taking, you know, context is king, but no, Jesus right. is king. Jesus is king. So let's let's also look at what Jesus said um and and Jordan um you know, take us through some misconceptions there and uh sure. You know what are what's your point of view on all that?
2: yeah, so there's two traps usually that folks fall into when we're talking about romans thirteen and this is this is typically the kind of proof text that folks will go to when when asked about government authority and what does the Bible have to say about government uh, I've run across this quite a bit as you can imagine in kind of the field that I'm in the The first trap is. It's kind of that lazy aspect of like, oh, well, this clearly says uh, just do whatever the government tells you to do. Well, there's a problem with that. The government that Paul was writing about when he wrote Romans, like <laughs> Paul was writing to the Romans in the first century AD. Uh, and if you have any recollection of history at all, the guy in charge of the Romans at that time period was the emperor, and the particular emperor of this time period was probably Nero. Uh, Nero was the last of the, the original dynasty of Rome, uh, kind of infamously uh, was a crazy person, like uh, wound up to the end of his life, uh, literally burning Christians at the stake in his garden as like torches. Wow. That's the idea of Roman candles, like, that's where that term comes from. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, feed him to the lines. He was the first real prosecutor of Christians in the Roman Empire, particularly there in the city of Rome. Wow. Uh, so Paul wasn't saying, like, do whatever the government tells you, no matter what. Uh, the point he was making there, and, and this kind of swings the other way, of what about the Nazis? What about the horrible governments that do horrible things to their people that are clearly anti uh, God and his commands in the Bible. Like they, they're they're just totally at odds. Well, Paul is writing the, to those kind of folks too. Essentially, he's writing to us and to the government. Because if you go back and look at what is, how does he describe what government should be? Punishes the wicked, like punishes evildoers, rewards the good. Uh, like He describes the, the government twice in that passage as God's uh, deacon or God's servant. Mm-hmm. to fulfill justice. So he's giving what government should be, uh, and what we should do, particularly under a government that's doing those things. As bad as Rome was, as bad as Nero was throughout most of the Roman empire, it was still the case that if you stole, if you kill, like if you murdered, um, if you did these things against what we would call today, natural law, uh, then you would be punished. Now, if you were a Christian in Rome under Nero, you might be punished for that too. But kind of the general equity there, kind of like general premise is they're still punishing wrongdoing. Uh, this came up a lot in the last few years with the COVID stuff and like all the directives that were conflicting from state to state, local stuff. Like whose authority do you go with? Ultimately, this comes down to like, do you know, uh, do you know what the Bible says? So, let's take a look at what what Jesus says in Luke twenty. This is a story from all three Synoptic Gospels, where he's asked uh, by the political elite of Judea, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Herodians, all are there together with the intent of trapping Jesus. It just gets through telling this passage, we're looking. going to look at uh, Luke twenty. Is this uh, iteration of it? He just tells this parable about these wicked tenants who are uh, in the these tenants who are in a in a vineyard, and they're not paying the rent. So the the guy who owns the vineyard sends a servant to go collect the rent. They tell him to you know go pound sand, and sends another servant. And they said, no, we're not paying. So eventually he sends his owner, sends his son to go collect the rent and they kill the son and still don't pay the rent. Still don't pay what they what they owe. Uh, so he just tells that parable to the Pharisees, Sadducees, like Herodians, the people who were in charge politically of Israel. So the Pharisees then ask him, this passage in, in verse 19 says, the scribes and the chief priests uh, sought to lay hands on him uh, at that very hour, which is a violation of the law by the way that that' is a direct violation of the law that they're supposed to uphold for they perceived that he had told this parable against them, which is correct uh, but they feared the people so they they watched him and sent spies who pretended to be sincere that they might catch him in something he said, trying to trap him. so as he delivered uh, so as to deliver him uh, up to the authority and jurisdiction of the governor, that is the Roman governor. So they asked him, Teacher, uh, we know that you speak and teach rightly and we sh- and show no partiality, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful for us to give tribute to Caesar or not? But he perceived their craftiness and uh, said to them, this is, this is the important part, key part here, show me a denarius. Whose likeness and inscription does it have? So if you don't know what a denarius is, this was a Roman coin, Roman silver coin, uh, at that point, it had been a day, maybe a day and a half's wages for a, like an average worker to so go work in the field or uh, a carpenter or something like that. Why is it important that he asked for a denarius? He asked these Pharisees who hold themselves to this higher, supposed higher standard of the law, uh, of, of the Jewish law, the, the, the Talmud, the Mosaic law. They're They're mad at him. And one to the point where they want to beat him, like beat him up, lay hands on him in violation of the law. Uh, so he asked, show me Donaris. So one of them says, that, show me Donaris, who's like, and says it. One of them had one, like that's the picture there. That's the implication is one of these guys had one, pulled it out, handed it to him. Whose picture is there? They said, Caesar's. He said, "Then, then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are gods. They were not able to uh, able in the presence of the people to catch him in what he said, but marveling at his answer, they became silent. So on this denarius was a picture. Of the emperor at that time was Hadrian. So Hadrian's picture would have been the coin with a uh, wreath around his head, like an olive wreath, showing that he was the princeps. Uh, on the back side of the coin, we have these coins that survived, so we know this for a fact, was the Roman God for peace, Concord. And then underneath uh, underneath Hadrian's face would have said, uh, Hadrian, Prince of Peace. If you know your Bible at all, the actual Prince of Peace is Jesus. Mm-hmm. So these Pharisees are holding a pagan coin with a pagan God on it in direct violation of the law that they claim to uphold. They're trying to trap Jesus to catch him in. <laughs> right. So he, he says, all right, well, what is Caesar's? Well, Caesar's put his face in that coin. If he wants the coin back, give him the coin. If, But give to, God's, uh, give to God the things that are God's. What belongs to God? Everything. Everything right. belongs to God because he made it. Right, so how does that connect to Romans 13? God puts in place governments, like we know that from the rest of Scripture. He puts in place kings, uh, he puts in place governors, magistrates, you name it. He's ultimately sovereign in control, but oftentimes he does that in response to the people. And here's one last passage in, in to kind of frame this whole context. Uh, when back way back in the Old Testament. In First Samuel, the people look around, the people of Israel look around at the other nations around them who have kings and they say to Samuel, the prophet, hey, we want a king like everybody else. Basically, we don't want God to be our king. We want a king. And Samuel says, you really don't want to do that. No, no, we want a king. So, so God says to Samuel, okay, uh, their punishment will be that they will get what they want and they'll get a king. So he goes and he tells Samuel to go find this this kid named Saul. Tallest guy in the tribe of Benjamin, Benjamin. Uh, so it goes finds him and him king. And here's the the curse that God gives the people of Israel is they get what they want, and he said, and Samuel tells them, This king that you want is gonna is gonna take your young men to war. He's gonna take the best of your vineyards, the best of your livestock, uh, and then he's gonna take up to 10% of your money. He's gonna tax you up to 10% of your income. Can you imagine such a thing, Josh?
0: <laughs> up That'd to ten percent right now.
2: Of your income. We pay about 50% of our income on average in South in, in South Carolina, especially. Yeah. Uh, between income tax, federal income tax, sales tax, property taxes, out of all these taxes, and about half the year your wages are are gone to some government entities. But that was the curse. Of wanting uh, this physical king in their presence to lead them was up to 10%. So I'll put all that frame, uh, all that to try to frame this idea that, yeah, God puts them in a place, but a lot of times it's in response to the people. Have the people, uh, are they reflecting what God's intentions are? Like, are the people there following God's law as a society? Mm -hmm. If they are, then what we've seen throughout history is as the people become closer to God, as they pursue Christ, as the church grows and multiplies and works in that society, their laws become more reflective of God's law, of God's intent in Scripture to love one another, to, to treat one another as we would want to be treated, to respect who God is. Like all of that goes right along with it. Uh, so when Romans 13 says, and when, when the government is punishing good and, excuse me, punishing wicked and rewarding good, don't rebel against that. Like that is, that is a good thing, that is by design. Uh, now, what happens when they're not? Well, then we have a, a way to fix that. It's called sharing the gospel, and making disciples, and the church being the church. And holding, in our case, in a, an elected re- republic, in a democratic kind of republic, electing representatives who reflect your values and are going to put those values in place in state house. Uh, so, hopefully, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, put this in the Absolutely. context as we talk about that process in state house and in these committees. Uh, we just had a pretty extensive committee meeting last uh, Tuesday and Wednesday about a bill that's going to come up tomorrow. Uh, they got pretty heated.
0: Yeah. If you guys aren't following Jordan, um, and his journey in in the state house, um, you know, visit our website. We're going to link over to Jordan's website where you can sign up and get on Jordan's email list with thousands of other people to see Jordan post, um, video recordings of what is discussed in session. Jordan is working on some extremely, extremely, extremely uh, important bills right now in committee um, that protect our children, um, that that really impact the future. And what Jordan is doing, and, and Jordan and I, we're not super, super, super legalistic people. We're not Bible thumpers. Like we're not. We literally just desire to lead our families well, to know the Word of God. Literally, if there was a way to live life to the fullest, it would be to to know and understand the Word of God, which is a love letter written to us of how to to, to live an incredible life. Um, But also, you know, our desire is to to be close to the Father and literally allow the the desire of of our hearts to be the desires He put there. Um, But to lead our families well, you know... There's so much in Scripture, and, and you know we don't have time to go through it all right now. But literally, we could compromise. We could do certain things that would bring judgment upon our families. And And let's be very clear, everything that happens in our family and the decisions that we make on a daily basis, not only impact our family, but they impact our cities and our state and our nation. Um, And so the decisions of all of us, how our money's being spent, you know, that 50% of of your income, um, I think you're pretty accountable to know how that's being spent. Your money's being spent and what it's being spent on. And I think we're all accountable for that, but to know the word of God and to not use, you know, anything as a, as a pass, you know, what we just went through over the past couple of years, I, I really think is, only the beginning of what we're about to face over the next coming years. And if you don't know the word of God and how you can hold things up to scripture of what's really going on, you can be deceived so easily. Deception is so common. And, you know, we see a lot of people, even who people who have degrees in divinity and people who claim to be Christians are so easily deceived. Um, and you can, you know, you need discernment to know that, you know, is your politician, has it, they, have they been, you your state representative or your, you know, you know, um, state senator or folks like that, have, have they been purchased? I think everyone has a price. I mean, you got to figure out what that price is. And if you're already in, into compromise, have they been purchased by lobbyists? You know, do they say they care about one thing biblically over with one side of their mouth, but vote a different way that's not fiscally responsible that might look good right now and then all of a sudden we're going to pay for it later on with our yeah. tax dollars. You know, it's very like, hey, come get this this budget, you know, that's being offered by the 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 feds, but then you're on the hook for the rest of that. Forever and ever and ever and ever and sign sign your soul away. Have your state representatives been being, have they been purchased? And really I've, I've seen threats come against you, Jordan, where folks are saying, Hey, this person doesn't have your best interest. And in They throw all sorts of mud and say that they don't care about this great opportunity. They're leaving money on the table. They're trying to say all these things to create division. But when, when in reality, if you look at those representatives, they've been purchased their, their campaign funds are all from lobbyists. And yeah. special interest groups, and if you pull on those puppet strings, because then you become a puppet, right. and then you're being led by puppets. And I don't know about you, but I know about me, and I know that I don't want to be led by puppets. that I won't Wait, be
2: easily deceived. The 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 fr- one of the first principles of having good government, good civil government, is having a populace of self-governed people that's kind of the point I was trying to get at a few minutes ago was if you're following if you're a follower of Jesus and you're and you're trying to follow the word of Jesus the word of God in scripture uh you're you're self-governing yourself that makes if you're self-governing yourself and self-governing and governing your family well then that should lead to a society that is governing itself well it starts at the bottom so, with governing yourself, uh, and then if you're leading your family, if you're you know, your dad, your mom, uh, you have you are a government there in, in your family. Like you are the final decision maker, uh, whether it's your kids' diet or their discipline. Like we have a uh, kind of area of responsibility of family government. If you're a leader in your church, an elder or a pastor, uh, then you have there's government there within the church. Then we need churches that are that are governed well. Uh, all of these together build societies that are self-governed and and actually acting well, actually punishing wickedness and rewarding good. Uh, so one of the bills that that we talked about extensively last week in committee. and For those who don't know, uh, like I don't know, ninety nine point nine percent of bills that come to the House for go through some form of committee structure. These are, some of them are streamed online. Some of them aren't, I wish all of them were. We actually have a bill. My friend Rob from the upstate, he, he filed a bill for all of these committee meetings to be streamed. So everybody can pay attention to them, which is why not the idea. Oh, right. I mean, that's, that's a good thing, but it hasn't got a committee hearing oddly enough. Uh, so, uh, these committees are smaller groups. It's not the whole body. Uh, it'll be groups, subcommittees are like three to six uh, house reps. Uh, and then full committees are probably about uh, 16 to 18, depends on the committee. And the bill will come before us. We can take testimony from individuals who are experts or just care a whole lot about it. They can come and talk to us in Columbia, give their opinion. Uh, and then on the full committee, we as a as a group will discuss it, debate it, ask questions amongst each other. Uh, I'm you not know, sir, the lawyers that work on staff. Basically, the idea there is to make the bills better, to vet the bills, take the bills that aren't good, that need more work, send them back to get more work if there should be debated moving forward to the floor. That's the idea. Uh, do we actually, does that work out in practice? Sometimes. Uh, but most of the actual decisions about whether a bill's going to pass are made in these committees. By the time it gets to the floor, most of the decisions are already made. Uh, not every time, but most of the time. Uh, if you're familiar with professional wrestling, where it's all kind of scripted, in the mm-hmm. end, right. they still fight. They still like have the the fight in the ring, which is we'll still have fights on the House floor uh, about bills. Like tomorrow, we're probably going to have a big fight about this bill that we're going to. We talked about committee last week but we also all know it's going to pass in some form or fashion because kind of the trains on the track right. by the time it gets to the house floor. Uh, so if you can listeners out there, make sure to pay attention. Uh, if you actually go to the wet, the, the app, there's the South Carolina state house app. Mm-hmm. It's very easy. It's actually one of the best in the country. Uh, you can see what committees are meeting, you can pull up their agendas, see what bills are going to talk about. If you can talk to your state rep, when those bills are in committee before they get to the house floor, you're going to have a much more effective time either pushing bills or trying to stop bills or trying to fix bills uh, in the committees before they move on.
0: Absolutely. Great app. Um, yep, there you Take go. a look at it. Keep it on your phone, get alerts, figure out what's going on, stay in tune, Guys, it, it is so important to know these things and to not take a pass on, on what it is. Look at what Jordan's doing, go to our website, sign up to what that is. So Jordan, when you're in, you know, we're getting a little bit closer to the end of our time here, but when you're in committee and what you're, what you're talking about, you know, folks will, you know, this is a hot topic in national news. It's every single state. Um, you want to get in an argument with somebody, go ahead and bring it up. Um, I watched the video of you in committee, and man, was I proud! You're such a statesman, and you're so persuasive. Um, You know, there's logic into what you're saying. You know, there's there's some emotion into what you're saying. You're appealing to the to the human being, and there's credibility in what you're saying. You are not the expert in that field but you're representing all of us and you've taken the time to read books. I, I see a lot of books behind you and I know that's only a <laughs> fraction of what you have. I shared a room with you in college. Uh, we had a couple roommates. You had all the books yeah. and they weren't even the books that we were supposed to be even reading for class. And, But you're well read because great leaders are readers. And so you come in and, and you're quoting and bringing up points made by the people that are the authorities in these areas in these specific areas. And so you're, you're leading with logic and you're leading with a credit, you know, credibility and accountability and, and, and with all of this and conducting yourself so well that others can actually understand to seek to understand you. And, and you're not just shouting to be heard, but allowing others to come in to see what your perspective is. That's what a statesman is. And I want other, you know, politicians, you know, around the nation to see that. Um, so we're going to, we're going to link over to you, to your page and, and, and make for, make sure folks are able to see that. But, but again, we have to be in tuned with, with what's going on. Um, and um, so, you know, do you want to speak into that a little bit? What What's going through your mind sure. when you're in committee? Yeah. So uh,
2: in the best of times in the committee, you'll have a, a good dialogue about the, subject and and the facts and maybe some data the committee meeting we had the other day kind of started that way the the ones uh sometimes get off the rails so uh, several members uh from from the opposite party who were against the bill really dove headlong into that uh, uh, emotional only uh basically started lobbing accusations that our side was was you know I had had corrupted motives for pushing this bill or, you know we didn't care about the people involved with it and we we're just doing it to get you know score points on a scoreboard those kind of things so i i normally don't talk a whole lot uh more i' try to ask more questions to the committee than 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 to speak like uh authorita- authoritatively but once they were done, I felt like I had to respond to those accusations and point out the fact that they were wrong and not in like a yelling and screaming and finger pointing kind of way, but basically to answer their, uh, their accusations, you know, and first Peter says, always, always uh, be ready to, to defend your faith. It's sort of that situation, like to defend your point. I'm not an expert on the subject. Like you said, but I had read and spoken to experts on this. I brought one of those books with me uh, from a a psychiatrist that I'd spoken with about the subject, brought that up. Uh, I tried to use, uh, if not common ground, because clearly my side and the side on the other, uh, kind of the side filling the accusations, did not have a whole lot of common ground on this issue but we do have a common language. So trying to find that common language of trying to paint that picture so they can understand know that here's actually where we're coming from, uh, not what you're accusing us of, but here's here's our, our actual motivation and try to find a, some kind of decent metaphor uh, to make that connection for them. Uh, that's that's close, but not uh Basically in that same vein to help them understand, I, I think we were successful. I think I mean it passed that of committee. Uh, I think there were only four votes against it out of a sixteen man or sixteen sixteen member committee. Uh, so twelve to four is pretty good. Uh, I, I, it will, I think we'll certainly pass the House tomorrow. And my hope is we'll have those kind of discussions uh, rather than the bomb throwing grenade, you know, lobbying personal ad hominem attacks. A lot of times we see those, um, but that's kind of politics.
0: Yeah, I see that that wisdom from Ecclesiastes seven on you that 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 you're you know you know how to control your anger you know not to be labeled a fool, and you know mm-hmm. how to honor people and respect people, and that's also the end of Romans thirteen there. Um, so so proud it, of you. It, what my my assumption is in. In, in talking
2: even people who disagree with me even people who would even disagree who would say like god has no place in government which is nonsense jk chesterton has this great quote where he says if you take god out of government government becomes god absolutely uh, and that's that's what we don't want right. uh, but even they ascribe to things that are part of a biblical worldview things like honesty and integrity and and not deceiving one another like the, the values that they claim to hold are biblical values. Even if they don't believe in those biblical values, they're borrowing kind of the capital, yes. the societal capital from a biblical worldview. And and so I, I've tried, we can all do this in those situations to try to meet them there, not agree with them, but say, hey, you, know, you seem to care about this in this way. What if I'm, I care about the same thing you say you care about, but how we get there is going to be very different. That's kind of where we're on on this bill. Uh, They say they care about the kids. We care about the kids too. We just disagree on how those kids should get care uh, in this manner.
0: Uh, So we thank you guys for tuning in and uh, giving us your ear. And we really, you know, desire to, help you cut through the clutter and understand what's going on, but we can only accomplish so much in this time. So we're asking that you join Jordan's mailing list and that you, you kind of know what's going on at the state Capitol so that we can be accountable for our state, for our tax dollars, for the people that are representing us in our neighborhoods and our communities and our cities and, and in our state. And, uh, stay tuned for more. Uh, we'll have some special guests joining us in the coming weeks and, uh, We can't wait to share all that with you.